and it's your boys Roshan Gomez, Jeremy Lim, and today we have a super special guest. People keep telling me how many family members, friends can I bring on until the list like exhausts itself. <laughs> and as of now, it doesn't seem to be ending anytime we soon. We can keep going. <laughs> we can keep going. So today, my cousin, Kyle Gunting is in the house. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> how does it feel to be on? Uh, it feels a bit strange, actually. <laughs> Surrounded by lights and cameras. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should see the setup here. <laughs> it's quite, quite, quite interesting. <laughs> That's the number one uh, feedback or comment that we get. I mean, you're kind of in. Uh, you work, you're working for. Yes. And so you're you're kind of doing. I mean, you know about like logistical setups involved, production setups involved in like putting a show together, for example. Yeah. How would you rate our setup compared to that? <laughs> Where do we stand? I'm thinking maybe a nine out of ten. <laughs> uh, close lah, close. Nine out of 10. <laughs> For ingenuity, maybe. <laughs> our just our DIY lights alone should oh give boy. us uh, a seven out of ten easily, like, just for the lights alone. <laughs> The lamp we're using. <laughs> yeah, good effort lah. I think A for effort lah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like a teacher, like you know, you have that like really slow kid in class. <laughs> but you know, good good try lah, dude. <laughs> Let me just give you a good grade. Give you a star instead of. A... Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, my pleasure. Because uh, like you have a pretty interesting. Uh, again, you also have a, like one of these really really interesting stories. And it sort of starts in this like random town where both my parents are from, Bunting. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's not that far away from here. It's maybe, yeah, it's not. You know, people keep thinking like it's super, it's, it's far. super far away, but it's, it's really not. It's only like 45 minutes from, to Subang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. anyone who does want to go to Bunting. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically like almost Klang la, in a way. Mm. A uh, bit further lah. Yeah, it's better than Klang. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we started something. No, there's a there's a Bunting Klang rivalry yeah. like like we have Malaysia and Singapore, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you should do um uh what is it um the bridge, the bridge <laughs> yeah, Bunting yeah. and Klang version. Yeah, but anyway, um um yeah. So, but when I was growing up, like uh, from Sungai Buloh going to Bunting for me and Christian, my brother, it always felt like we were going to like Johor. It felt like this epic because you know you pack up all your stuff and you always go at the end of the year, and then we stay there for like a month. So it always felt like we were going like really far. Mm. But then now that I look back, it was actually just a forty minutes. <laughs> it's like drive, me going uh, to Klang every, uh, me going to KL almost every day. <laughs> so actually, it's not that big of a deal. But the funny thing is, I met the most interesting people from Bunting. Is this small town? Um, and most of them, I think, are going to come on the podcast eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just talking about, like, people like, for example, uh, I mean, I think it's okay to mention their names, like Justin Gunting, for example. Yeah. You drive past this dude's house. Uh, maybe you can you can explain Yeah, it. so you, yeah, Justin, he's, uh, he, he's my cousin and he's quite an interesting character. As okay, well. wait, so. there's just, just another thing. One thing about Banting, especially that particular town, that uh, particular area, Teludato, that area, Everybody kind of like in the family is kind of all intermarried, so like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone, everyone kind of. I mean, like Banting was a place where I think our parents also grew up, mm-hmm. right? So they all kind of knew each other back then, and all all of their children knew, which was us, our generation. We all knew each other as well, and there's this 
you know this this neighborhood called Taman Sri, yeah. which is which is right in right across the street from where we all went to school. So it's it's a very small town where pretty much everyone knows everyone. You know, you do something, everyone knows about it. So <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, so like with our parents, they all sort of like because our grandparents all knew each other, and then their children basically all started inter kind of marrying. I mean, not intermarrying lah, but neighbors, marrying friends, amongst uh, friends. Yeah, so, neighbors yeah. like my mom and dad, for example. You know, so I'm related to Carl through my dad, right? Uh, but Carl is friends with my relatives who are my relatives through my mom. Yeah. You know, like Joanna or whoever. Yeah, yeah. and then like I'm related. Through a far way to like the good things, you know, because of like that that Carl connection. So it's like all of this is a like ev- connections everywhere, lah. Basically going on. Yeah. So sorry, you were saying. Uh yeah. So yeah, it is an interesting place. <laughs> I've not been there for a while now. <laughs> so your cousin Justin and uh yeah. So just so Justin is this. I mean he 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 is very into this uh, ham radio. Yeah. Uh, thing i don't know what to call it but it's basically he he has a whole bunch of uh towers at the back of his house like uh communication towers i think yeah and so that allows him to uh communicate with anyone in the world it's it, apparently it's a uh, it's it's a it's a hobby kind it's of it's a hobby yeah so yeah. The, you pass his dude's house they are just like towers at the back of his like <laughs> his yard yeah. and every morning he will just like you know while he's having his coffee he'll morse code with people from the UK like good morning <laughs> like and the whole reason why you're doing it is just to like see how far you can reach yeah that it's it's a little bit like ICQ you know like how we used to have ICQ back in the day yeah yeah you know yeah. where you, you just random people show up on your on your on your on your window and then you just talk you yeah. know random stuff it, it is pretty much like that it just on a very analog <laughs> level i guess <laughs> you know so if ever there was i don't know if there was like a nuclear I, if for some reason our telcos were to shut down, he would still have, he would still yeah. have communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and his house would, thing would be the place to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you guys need help, we will all assemble in the Gunting house in Banting during the apocalypse. <laughs> and we can tell because the towers are there. <laughs> yes, yes, just look out for the towers. Yeah, <laughs> Justin will be our salvation. <laughs> then you have people like, okay, like we were talking before the podcast started, we were talking about Arun, for example. Yeah. Uh, Arun, like you were saying. Yeah, so, I mean, we have... I think we were we were talking about all these interesting characters mm. in 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 this small town called Banting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being Justin, the other another friend of ours, uh, Arun. Mm. Uh, so he he's uh, he is interesting. He what he he started a company uh, a few years back where he teaches bots, so bots how, uh, algorithms basically, right? Mm. Uh, anything from you know. Uh, when you use your Google search, you know. Uh, oh, sorry. When when there is a security question on your Google on your phones, right? Yeah. When Google when it uh, when a picture appears on your phone and they and it's asking you to select which traffic lights, yeah. you know, which ones are the traffic lights, which, which one's the cars, the car and yeah. all that, right? So that's all. Uh, the I mean, there is a there is a system behind it. There is a bot behind it that's asking you those questions. So, Arun is uh, Arun runs a company that actually programs these things, right? So he also has things like you know CCTV cameras, you know. So how 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 can a CCTV camera spot uh, differentiate animals from human beings, for example? Mm. You know what makes uh, what teaches the bot to identify what's what. Mm. So that's what he does, and that's 
that was quite a interesting thing to do. <laughs> I thought, you know, uh, and recently he was uh, his company was bought up by a Texas, I think yeah, Texas yeah, I based think Texas. company. So yeah, that's quite interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to come. But just like that whole thing of like this is random town having this like really really peculiar, interesting people. Then, mm. like I was saying, my grandparents' house was always the kind of HQ for kids to come and like play. It's the way the house is set up. It had like a nice long stretch of road where we all would play cricket, and so a lot of my family members and even friends. Even Daryl went on to like play uh, cricket for state, yeah, country. Yeah. Um, for some reason, cricket was the thing in Banting. That's you know, another thing. It's so random, right? <laughs> of all, all of the all sports, the sports, we could think of cricket was the one that everyone played. This place is really kampung, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might only be forty-five minutes away from here, but it's quite kampung. It's, it's quite kampung. It's quite kampung. <laughs> yeah, like but pretty atas to play cricket though. <laughs> 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 and if you don't know cricket, cricket the ball is really hard. hard you yeah. know, uh, it's made of like leather. It's really tough. These ten-year-old, yeah. eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old kids. Yeah. We don't. It's like how we play badminton. Like I think when European people play badminton with Asians, they get a shock because when Asians play badminton, they go for like a killer. You yeah, know, it's hard, fast. It's hard. It's fast. It's like as brutal as it can be. Yeah. Cricket, we play cricket the same way. Yeah. When actually, yeah. I don't think at that level you should be playing it like yeah. that. Oh, you mean as kids you shouldn't be playing it like that? You shouldn't be. Th- Dude, that ball hits you. Yeah, I oh, imagine. Yeah, that's, that's very, yeah. It hurts, it hurts. You might not have kids after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That level. And some of our cousins uh, were really, really good. So if you piss them off the wrong way, <laughs> <laughs> rub them the wrong way, they will take it out on you. Winnie, especially, Winnie is our, I mean, she, she's a girl. But she could whack the guys. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She she's could. she's quite a sportswoman. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And and it it like how we we play badminton, like how people play badminton on the street, right, rather than the court, right. That's mm. how we do it in Malaysia, right. Mm. We do the same for cricket, right. So if you know cricket, you got three stumps, uh, stumps right, mm. uh, which is usually stuck into the ground. Yeah. So because we play on the street, we we actually use a tong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those petrol kind those of petrol, not, petrol, not petrol like, but yeah, I mean, yeah, those those. Those, square, yeah, square plastic tongs that you usually get water from. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we put that behind and then yeah, bounce the ball on the road and yeah, it is it is quite dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever broke anything? Oh, oh I'm sure yeah, we have. Yeah, that, I think there was a neighbor that got yeah. quite angry and he used, uh, and he used to take whatever balls yeah, that yeah. go into his uh, oh. yard yeah. and cut it in front of. Yes, us. exactly. Yeah, cut yes. right through it in front of everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That guy has left. He's not there anymore. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. everyone's kind of grown up, lah. You know. Yeah, so I think everyone's kind of left now. That yeah. generation of bunting is kind of. Yeah, that house is very quiet now. It's a very mm, quiet house. Yeah. A little bit sad. Um, yeah, but it was really good times. Like I remember, uh, I have this one vivid like memory that I, I for some reason it always when I think about it I, I feel a bit happy, lah. We wanted to have coconut water, and so there were coconut trees at the back of the house. So my cousins climbed up. They actually plucked one coconut. Okay. But then we had no parang. Like no one would give us like a pang. <laughs> of course, you know. You, Your kids. So, yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we t- just spent like 40 minutes taking the coconut and just slamming it on the, <laughs> the tar road. Then taking a hockey stick and whacking it until like we had like one drop dripping. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, and then you have like common instances of like people going to the drain to catch fish. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> okay. like, yeah. and it, those things are kind of lost today, right? Like, mm. You don't really find kids doing that nowadays. Like yeah. back in the day, it was, it was really fun, like climbing trees. Like really, you know, like it's not like. Like we really used to cr- climb trees, steal rambutans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your cousin Derek used to steal rambutans and sell it. That's even yeah, yeah. yeah. Make some money out of it. <laughs> Derek is like super like mischievous and uh, very intelligent, sharp, quiet, mischievous dude. Like, I'm meeting <laughs> with him later. He would like go up trees. He would climb. He would just wait there and he would listen to people's conversations. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people get yeah. a shock of their life. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, and, and he particularly likes when uh, likes uh, eavesdropping on 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 girlfriends and yeah. boyfriends, you know. <laughs> and and like Roshan said just now, you know that house was the place where all the kids used to hang out, yeah. you know. So if you had a girlfriend, you're probably gonna be talking to her around the area. <laughs> so and Derek, you have to watch out whether Derek is either in one of the drains yeah. or up up a tree. Like. <laughs> and he, Derek is damn funny. He he'll go up to you. He'll like hey day. Oh, yeah, I heard, huh? <laughs> but actually, he doesn't know anything. You know? Hey, I heard, huh? Then, like, then you'll be like, what you heard? Hey, Carl told me lah. Huh? Told you what? <laughs> then you'll be like, no lah, dude, it's not like that. Then you'll be like, ah, so what happened actually? <laughs> That's then, a good way to fish it out. <laughs> you end up telling him a story that actually had no idea. Yeah. Because you always assume he was there. Yeah. He was somewhere watching you and listening in. <laughs> so you better just clarify it. Before you- <laughs> That's a strange way to live. <laughs> <la>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you have like a really interesting place. And in this kind of midst of this random area, uh, all these interesting kids, you arise. <laughs> I mean, because you also have like a pretty interesting story. You basically you you became a scriptwriter. Yeah. Okay. So, did you always know? Like, when did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, because I think people were pretty shocked when you told them that that's like what you're gonna study. Like, yeah. you actually studied. I think. That. I think uh, from in the very beginning, I think I was just like everyone. We all wanted to be doctors and mm. engineers <laughs> and all that. So, mm. <laughs> uh, but I think. Where we where I started was mostly plays and dramas in church in school and all that. Mm. So that kind of triggered my enthusiasm, I guess, for 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 stories, for telling stories, mm. uh, And from there, I can had to kind of figure out, okay, what do I want to do if I want to do this, you know? So it wasn't so much like you watching something and like, oh, that's what I want to do. It was more like when you that process of creating, then you're like, oh, this is. What I, I think it was a bit of both. Uh, strangely, I was never really a f- movie or film person growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had that much access to. Yeah, because you were out like movies anyway. You were, you were out trees, right? stealing <laughs> rambutans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> uh, yeah, I think what drew me to it first was like, like I said, uh, mostly the plays, the dramas, and 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 um, uh, I think there were one or two movies. I think back then, especially like Sepet. You know, mm. I remember Sepe was the first Malaysian yeah. movie DVD that I bought, oh, wow. and I actually took it to Australia when I went when I went <laughs> to study there, uh, uh, hoping to spread the the, the word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so things like that kind of uh, piqued my interest in 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 writing for film. I was always I always wanted to be a journalist. Actually, mm. uh, I always liked writing, uh, but I kind of veered towards more sto- narrative 
rather than uh, non-fiction at some point. Mm. So then that's what I think led me towards uh, writing for what, screen. What drew you to Sepet? I mean... I think at that time, well, honestly, it was pretty at controversial. Point, at that, yeah, at that it point. was controversial, and also honestly, at that point, I wasn't very familiar with Malaysian cinema or, or you know any kind of Malaysian content. Mm. So watching that, I thought it was quite well done, you know, at least for its time, and uh, I think it, it it really related to a lot of us, I guess, at least to me, you know, mm. uh, it was a very as we all probably know it, it was a very down-to-earth, very grounded kind of storytelling, right? Uh, so, no flashy bits, you know, really just going head-on with uh, interracial uh, relationships. So, I think that kind of made me realize that, you know, especially coming someone coming from a small town like Banting, right? Mm. There's a lot of things that you see and a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of stories that you I, I felt that I wanted to tell, you know, and Sepet kind of made me realize that there is probably a way to do it, mm. you know. So, yeah. I guess in that sense, it influenced me, yeah. yeah. Yasmin Ahmad was like a hero for like many. For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially back then, yeah, he was. It, she is still now, uh, I mean, her influence still and her legacy still remains, right, until mm. today. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Jane is doing, uh, <laughs> we are advertising for Jane. Uh, but she's she's playing in a musical, like a preview. But that preview comes with uh, a, a, it comes after the Sepet musical. So I mean, Sepet is still like you know relevant now. People are still watching it now. Mm. So guys, if you wanna hop onto that, uh, you just type in. I guess Google Sepet, Sepet musical, you'll yeah. find it. <laughs> and, and attend the preview. <laughs> yeah, attend. The, Jane is playing for the preview. So all of us, after the preview ends, we're gonna stand up and shout. Encore, Jane, Encore. <laughs> we just want to hear the keyboardies. <laughs> we don't want to hear anything else except the keyboardies. Uh, Jeremy, did you watch the pit? In because we were in high school when it came out. No, uh, yeah, parents weren't. Parents didn't really encourage us to go and watch local films, mm. watch most movies mm. on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm surprising there's a separate DVD like that got moved around. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite sad for their box office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I remember it being like really, really. Uh, People talked about it. Yeah, there was a, uh, you know, it was a thing. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think it was quite popular uh, mm. when it when it came out, right? Yeah, yeah, because it has a again like you know like stakes like it has that tra- mm. it's like a tragedy, right? Yes, yes, it's a tragedy yes. basically. It's very interesting. Um, and up to that point, Yasmin Aman was only known for her like advertisements, right? She did all those Petronas. Yeah. The yeah, the the <laughs> most famous the Dipawali one. The Dipawali one. Know? Uh, then there's the Tan Hong Ming. Ah, Tan Hong Ming. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, even her advertisements were pretty yeah. cool. Like mm. they were they were very Malaysian. Yes, yes. And I yeah, I think no one really yeah. could emulate that. You know, that that sense of sincerity that Yasmin Ahmad brought to the screen, I think. That was, I think that's what drew people to her content, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. up to the, this point, I don't really see. Uh, you might know better than me, but there's, there's no movies that seem to like capture like my experience. Like you know that when you watch those kind of movies, like yeah, that's what I see in my life. Like I see like different races mixing and that complex kind of pot Interaction. and, and interactions yeah. and. There are there are still today there are still uh, indie films mm. uh, that unfortunately don't get as much exposure as of course the commercial ones mm. um, that they do still touch on these issues I think uh, it's just 
uh, yeah, whether it reached, I I don't know what it was with Yasmin Ahmad's time or Yasmin Ahmad's content that it managed to reach an audience far, you know, quite that was quite wide. Mm. I, I don't know what it is that today we are not, we're not getting that with the content that that is out there because there is still, there still are content like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. With Jagat, like the reach, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Jagat, the reach Jagat was, was pretty really, wide. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So that yeah. one thing, even I was dragged, not dragged. Like, <laughs> I was asked to go. <laughs> yeah. I, watched, I, I, I thought Jagat was one of yeah, the I didn't. one of one of the best, one of my my favorite Malaysian films. Anyway, mm. yeah, definitely well written. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I liked I liked Jagat. I think again, it it seemed to capture something that you could you could relate because you we all know. People who look, speak, yeah. you know, like that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. and they captured that 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 yeah. reality. Where, like you said, like, I think sincerely, yes. the sincerity yes. and the authenticity yeah. comes out. Very there is a severe lack of that kind of content, right? Mm. Uh, today, yeah, and so it's nice, I guess, when people uh, watch this or when filmmakers bring out this content. Uh, that yeah. Jagat is the Sanjeev Sanjay Kumar. Uh, Sanjay Kumar, sorry, yeah, yeah. That's the name of, and he also like he had to fight to get that movie out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was controversial. Uh, what? Yeah, no. He, I, I mean, I, I, I've known Sanjay for quite a while. So he, we, we were actually talking once his movie was made. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so he came to us. I was in Astro back then, right? Uh. So. Uh, we uh, in Astro, I I used to do uh, feature films, so mm. we do everything from development of the script right up to distribution mm. and marketing. Uh, so Sanjay came with the film, and he had he had shot it all himself. You know, he was trying to he was trying to get it uh, made for a long time before before that, and he eventually saved up all his money himself, I think, and then made it made the whole thing himself. Damn, yeah. Wow. It's, so it's really, really very you know, admirable. Uh, we what need he to did. get. So, Kyle hook us up like <laughs> bring him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He, he's and he's a really nice guy. So mm. so then he came to us uh hoping for funding uh to 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 or hoping for someone to distribute distribute his film, you know. So we watched it, we loved it and I I think it didn't really work out, you know. I'm I'm not sure why. Uh and in the end I think he did the distribution himself also, you know. So it was really a great effort on his part and 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 the film is is also really good, you know. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, kudos to him. I'm not meant to get like super political, but isn't like this what isn't this what like Finas is supposed to like help with? And he's supposed <laughs> to like give platform. If you can't comment, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I, I'm not sh- sure, but I think I mean that's the idea behind Finas, right? They're supposed to support and help. Like it's uh, supposed to give out grants for some. Yeah, stuff. for content. Yeah, is it not accessible enough? I don't know. I think because the message was a bit controversial, right? There was a bit. There was a bit of a controversy around the ending being edited. I'm mm. not sure if you know about this. No. So the, Why? the ending the, was okay. The, net, the Netflix version has a different ending, right? Huh? Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Aware. Yeah, there was some controversy about that. I hope I'm. I hope I'm getting the right movie. But I think, because, the, yeah, the ending might have been more anti-cop than. Oh, okay, there was okay, a bit okay. of controversy around that. No, that's not Jagat, dude. That's, that's the, another thing. That's the. Uh, it's another movie? Uh, it's a uh, Indian movie. Um, Indian movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rajini Khan. 
Rajinikanth movie. Huh? <laughs> Are we confusing a Malaysian movie? No. Rajinikanth movie. Yeah, That's no, you know Rajinikanth. Rajinikanth did a, a movie set in Malaysia. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was the anti the the they wanted to censor the ending because it's like anti police or something like that. Uh, really? I think that that yes. they shot in Kerala Island, quite close. To serious? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, another fun fact about Banting the. Uh, the Badminton Brothers, the ah, the Siddiq Brothers, Siddiq yeah. Brothers are they, they are uh, from, from Banting. Banting. Yes. Okay. yes, yes. So technically, the Siddiq Brothers comics, <laughs> them yeah. growing up is theoretically based in Banting. <laughs> if you go past their house in Morib, there's a giant like shuttle shuttlecock <laughs> statue <laughs> monument. Yeah. Could have a tour of Banting and <laughs> <laughs> tell all these stories. <laughs> I think that's about it, lah. It's the shuttlecock, Morib Beach, and the Justin top. Justin yeah. Gunting's house. <laughs> That, that's about it. <laughs> um, okay, okay, yeah, but that's cool though that uh, Sanjay did that. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if uh, there was more support, I guess, for creators. Yeah, I, I can't really comment on Finas not because of any sensitivity, but more so because I don't really know. No, um, mm. yeah, I think I think it has uh, just my opinion is that it. They haven't really uh, put, I mean, really created an impact. I I think I think they they were doing something uh, quite big a few years ago uh, with uh, their uh, their lead. I mean, their chairman. I think it was Kamil Othman. Mm. You know, he was doing some good things back then. You know, trying to get uh, the indie filmmakers up. You know, um, but after that. Not not really sure, you know. I, I I was mostly in the studios, so I I I don't really, uh, I'm not the ones who are g- going out there looking for funding mostly. Mm. Uh, so I think the indie guys would know better. But just my view is that it's not it's not it's, they're not they're not putting themselves out there enough. I guess Finas, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so coming back, so you 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 are in this random town, Banting, with all these interesting people. You have finally sort of discovered that you have this love for. Creating, writing, and so you're thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, so then, what? You just like apply to random places, or you were like, okay, I'm going to go Astro Scholarship. That's my way out of oh. here. <laughs> no, so actually, uh, I was a bit confused what to do exactly after mm. Form Five, right? So I, I, I went into, I did Form Six. Yeah. So moved to KL and I did my Form Six in Arts. I, I knew for sure I didn't want to do Science, mm. so I did, I uh, did Arts. And I actually uh, got into economics in UM. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost went there. Oh shoot, that would have taken you down a complete. Yeah, so just, yeah correct. <laughs> so I just applied everywhere, right? I applied whatever I could get. Um, and then uh, when I when I agreed to go to UM uh, to do economics, uh, I got the, the the letter from Astro saying that they would uh, sponsor my education. Wait, uh, so what are you? You mean you're applying for economics? Uh, yeah, movie. because because after after <laughs> so the Astro you applied for what? I mean, I, I guess I was torn between you know should I should I should I do the conventional uh, or rather closer to conventional yeah. kind of career or you know try something different try huh? something different yeah Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah mm. so and 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 I didn't know how would. Uh, you know, do, doing arts or pursuing something in film in Malaysia be like. Mm. So uh, I kind of went the safe route, you know, uh, with economics. Well, relatively safe compared to film anyway. Mm. Uh, and also applied for film and media on on the side. So then I got, I got 
the Astro Scholarship Award from, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so I went that way lah. Do they still give the scholarships out? I don't think, I'm not sure, but uh, last I heard there was a, they 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 stopped it. I mean, they might they might they might be continuing. I'm not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so then you. you but what did you study? So I I did uh, film theory as my major and mm. a minor in media studies. Okay. Yeah. And you went to Melbourne. Uh, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. University of New South Wales. Yeah. Were there other Astro scholars there or no? You were the only no, one. I was, I was the only one there in that uni. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did you know anybody else? Uh no. Oh, I, th- I think everyone goes. I mean, they 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 send people out to different places. I guess mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, how did you like that experience? Was it good? Oh yeah, I think that was one of the best experiences. Uh, I think getting a lot deeper into film and understanding, you know, a lot more exposure. Uh, also, the also just being exposed to. Not just the academic side, but also the the lifestyle. You know, I mean Sydney and 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 being uh, engaging with students from different parts of the world. I think that was all very informative. You know, so very interesting, lah. When you talk yeah. about like movie theory, so you're talking about how do, how does one study a movie? Like, is it like a in terms of is it the content? Is it the way it's shot? Is it uh, it's all of it, yeah. It's all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first you study you study film history, then you study the theories. I mean, a lot of theories is uh, are, are, are uh, derived from uh, the the historical context that films are made from. Mm. So uh, it is with that. Usually, it is with that understanding, you know, with a kind of base in film history and film theory that you then. Uh, kind of analyze the films that you watch, I guess. You know, that's that's of course. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is not of of course not for film reviewers. You know, film reviewers it, it can be any way because mm. there's no one set way of reviewing or, or looking at a film because uh, it is made. There are films made for wide appeal. There are films made for artistic purposes. You know, films made to explore a particular culture or a lifestyle. You know, so it really depends. Uh, on 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 what you are reviewing a film for, and mm. you know, uh, so in my for for me, yeah, uh, what I studied was basically film history f- and 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 understanding the kinds of movements that came through film history, and uh, and I don't know if they are applied anymore these days, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that kind of gave me a good grounding um, and and also studying story structure, uh, although. I was more a fan of art films uh, back back when I was in uni, uh, so that's very different from what I do today. <laughs> a lot of art, people are quite sell out, but oh, uh, so yeah, from... I, I like uh, art house cinema. Oh, okay, yeah, I okay. was a huge fan of art house cinema uh, to a point that when I came back here after mm. my studies, I was quite disillusioned because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody then, makes that kind of stuff here, right? Yes, <laughs> uh, no, no, they they do actually, but because uh, so. So because of the scholarship that I got, right? Mm. So I was bonded for five years with Astro. Mm. So uh, with that whole art house background that I came from and then being stuck <laughs> in this Astro. big studio conglom- conglomerate. Yeah, Raja like, Lawa, mm. can be fantasia. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it's interesting because, you know, uh, while you do appreciate the, 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 uh, the artistic value in those art house films, 
when you really look at the commercial films also, you kind of start to appreciate the work or how difficult it is to to to, to produce a commercial film. Yeah. And I think that gets neglected a lot. You know, a lot of a lot of reviewers or a lot of uh, critics, you know, kind of downplay the 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 difficulty in uh, creating a widely appealing commercial yeah. film. You know, yeah. I mean, because it 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 start something starts off. It ha- it has to grow organically. Um, yeah. That, that it must be good enough for a mass number of people to start liking it. But I think people get annoyed when it, it reaches a, a a sort of line. And then people start liking it just because other people like it. Do you get what I'm saying? Then it becomes like really like that's when it's like mass media. Then like it pe- people watch it not even yeah, for the sake of. But I I think at the end of no I I agree with what you say, but also, um, yes, word of mouth also affects uh people's. I mean, if someone likes it, then I might like it also. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still believe that the content has to be strong enough mm-hmm. because. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah. If 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 it's not strong enough, it will die at some at, at some stage of its uh, distribution or whatever marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So even even if yeah, the whole world is into it, you know, for me, or if for it to have even gotten to that 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 stage of having that wide appeal, I think it's down to how good the content is. Like. I, I still believe in, in, in that. And mm. I have to because that's my job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit hard to say about films like Venom. Though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean so, so there is a difference, right? There's, um, so there's a difference between... Uh, like, like how, how when, when, we, when we release a film uh, and we want to study it, we always look at uh, how was the response on the first weekend. Mm. The weekends always count. Right, mm. uh, because how so? How was the fil- response in the first weekend, and how does it progress through the weekends? Mm. So, if it is a huge spike over the first two weekends, then we know it is mostly there because of the hype preceding the film, mm. right? So, like your venoms and all that, right? <laughs> and but those would will die a very quick or gradual death, you know, because we when people go there, then they realize it's not really the film that they wanted to watch, or it's not as good, not as good enough, lah. Your people have texted me and pushed back on my Venom comments. No. Some people stand by that movie That's which I think I don't know is, because, is it because Tom Hardy is in it or whatever. No. Hey, but I mean, I've, heard, I've heard good things about it. I've not seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to imagine what good things they're saying. But in a, in a way I kind of understand and maybe this is something that you could chime in to as well because I've been quite interested in seeing movies that flopped but then have become cult followings uh, after. Mm, yes. Because that's like a completely different like dynamic as well. Yes. Who need a suicide squad ended up like that? <laughs> it might man. You never know. Um, there are movies like I, I, there's so many though now that, that have become like cult classics but at the time it was like uh, I can't recall. Like what the Batman Forever. Those are not cult classics uh, though. No but there's I mean, people like those. Yeah those <laughs> like Donnie Darko and uh, yeah you know. Uh, uh, James Franco did that movie uh, about the, the worst movie ever made uh Ah oh, yeah, of course that one. No wait, the girl, um, the guy, the guy, huh? The guy, the one ah. with the tagline. Yeah. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember, I but it was like a horrible. It was like a really badly made movie, but then it it, it created a, a sort of cult classic. Uh, I mean, know, that one that one's a bit different because people watch it to see, see how, how bad, bad it was. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a cult classic. I think it's cult classic for the wrong reasons. Probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> I see a lot of car classics are a bit like that though. Yeah, they're a bit strange. I think it just didn't work for its time and then people look back. Uh, for various reasons, they just like it, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, like, uh, did, you all, did you all watch uh, Waterworld? Back in the day. Oh, yeah. Kevin. It didn't Kevin AX, wasn't like AXN like perpetually <laughs> having it on like every day. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably still on today. <laughs> you still no, catch I, it, I, I think it afternoon, afternoon time slots. You it's know? on HBO Max or something like that now. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, <laughs> Cinemax. And all. I remember it used to be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it lost a lot of money. Uh, but... But they made all of it back at Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was on Universal. I they already have... know about Waterworld from there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have like rides or. or no, no. Or... It's a it's a stunt show. So like oh. they have they come out with the ah, motorboat yes, 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 and then like yes. their guns yes. they go off the explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually seen one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. gone like because yeah. I've gone to Universal Studios in Singapore a couple of times and I went to the Australia one, the Warner Brothers. So I've seen it three or four times in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bother to watch a film anymore. <laughs> so, but when you look at movies though, do you, do you think you have, I mean, it's like almost like when you know what goes into it, it kind of loses, you lose the thrill a little bit. Or you can see the pieces moving. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, There's a particular lens, right? Like we, we can examine it through a lens of a consumer. Then you can also examine it through a lens of like a producer, right? Yeah. And the critique is different. But, but I think, I, I like that actually. I, I mean, I, I do I do see that. Mm. Um, but mine's mostly focused on story. Mm. So because I come from that background and, and I, well, that's what I do uh, actually. So, uh, but it doesn't have a negative imp- uh, effect on me actually. I tend to kind of bias my preferences to for, for movies towards uh, which movies I think were more difficult to be made. Mm. If you get what I mean, you know. Okay. Uh, so so sometimes they may, might not be as as good a movie or as as widely appealing as it is because sometimes it, you know you get like one uh, Wonder Woman for example, right? Mm. I, I think there a lot of, there were a lot of mixed reviews on it, but mm. I thought it was like I liked it not because I thought it was a good film, mm. you know, but because I, 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 I thought it was a very difficult. Uh, concept and idea to pull off mm. you know f- from how to get the idea itself uh, on which trajectory to push her towards as a character and whatnot and how to develop from there yeah so I, I and those tend tend to taint my my impressions of, of of a film but I'm okay with that you know I, I yeah the movie yeah. that comes to mind when you bring that up is Batman versus Superman you think they did it justice? Oh, no. Okay. But I think I understand. Like with Wonder Woman, it was... I think it could have easily become like a really superficial trope. Yeah, it could uh, have been very cheesy. Yeah. yeah, it could have been this really like, you know, woman kind of like... Oh, but it no, he did it quite... Yeah, because it, it, was, it was very interesting because... I mean, imagine yourself sitting in the, right, in the room, right? And, <laughs> then, and, and, and wondering how are you going to sell this film about... And that's the same problem. I'll get to that. It's the same <laughs> problem that Batman and Superman has because uh, it is you don't want to watch a film where it's just two superheroes just fighting it out throughout the entire film. You yeah. know, you want the the, the 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 problem, and I think the Marvel MCU universe has has done it very well. And what they do is they 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 humanize each of the the, the characters very very effectively. Mm. And how do you do that for a goddess? That is Wonder Woman, right? Mm. So, and 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 they made her come to the come to the real world and made her completely ignorant of her surroundings. That's the best way they could find to 
uh, to, to to figure out to how to humanize her, how how to make her not as super superhero as she should be, you know. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't deal with that problem with Superman. They went the other way and just made him as they were like gods, huge, just fighting stoic, amongst each other. Yeah, kind of god like. Yeah, yeah, I mean there is a market for that as well. I mean, like if I think about like like for example like um, uh, action movies, yeah. then people just want to see. People should like Expendables. <laughs> yeah, there, there is Expendables that. Expendables is very yeah, special. Yeah. You know that there's yeah. a joke. I I don't know who said it. Someone said it. I can't remember who, but um, he said the reason why if you watch Expendables, all these dudes are shooting like big machine guns is because they're too old to run, so they just have to stay <laughs> in one spot and shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Jason Jason Statham can still run. <laughs> just a little bit, dude. Chuck Norris is a good. Oh no, 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 that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's, it's it's also probably a uh, like a like a budget thing, you know. Yeah. You probably the, the, yeah. those really big time actors would have said, "If you want me in ten scenes, <laughs> I'm only uh, running, running from this spot to another house to another house. I'm gonna charge you for every scene." Yeah. No, I, okay, no, then never mind. I'll just and put you in one spot and you just be firing this big ass gun. And each one of them will have probably like a whole stunt crew. Oh, you yeah, know, you're yeah, talking about yeah. Stallone and people like that. It's you definitely know he has a whole, whole stunt crew going with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely that's true. Uh, but with Superman and Batman, we were not looking for an expendable type. We were not looking for like just two people whacking each other up. We were looking yeah. for a story. There was no story in <laughs> Batman and Superman. Yeah. It's hard to come up with a story when you have such strong characters already to begin with you know mm. so I, I they just i just guess they didn't do a good job good enough job to you know give them the flaws that they needed or humanize them to some extent yeah mm. do you think that avengers i mean the marvel movies is bad for cinema yes <laughs> mm. i mean i love okay so i, I love the, the mcu universe yeah and i also hate it because it has ruined cinema so <laughs> how has it ruined how has it ruined cinema i mean that's all you see now i mean it's not just the um, I, 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 yeah no it is the mcu universe because <laughs> they have because, been the most successful in terms yeah, of money yeah right? yeah they and and that's all you're going to ever see nowadays <laughs> like Everything that you watch in the cinema nowadays is either an adaptation of something, mm. a remake of something, yeah. or something that is linked to, uh, or a sequel or a prequel. Yeah. That's all you ever see because no one ever is going to take uh, risks anymore. Mm. Which is understandable because you're trying to reach a huge market nowadays, right? It's not just in the US or, you know, you're trying to get the into the China market, you're trying to get into, well, so many markets. So, they're always only going to bank on these films because these films have proven they have source Success. material that people follow yes, and exactly. invested in. Mm. So it's a it's a shame because I mean, especially like like I mentioned, I, I come from a background where I, I really like, I really love art house cinema, you know. And those 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 kind of films actually focus not so much. I mean there there is a lot of storytelling, but they also focus on the art form itself. Mm. So art form uh, meaning uh, as film as a, I mean it, it it draws attention to film as film as a medium? As or? a medium, yes. Mm, mm, yes. Mm, mm, mm. You know? And of course, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> and you probably will never get it anymore. Mm. You know, at least not in the for the wider audience. La. Who was the guy that pushed back on MCU? Then he does uh, a dude. What but I do love the MCU, MCU films. Yeah. You mean, you mean on our podcast? No, no, no. I mean, uh, there was a dude. What? Who directed The Irishman? 
Uh, I don't remember what Martin Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Scorsese. He like MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. like um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. had to respond. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he basically said that same thing like the MCU was kind of ruining cinema. So basically, what you're saying is because the stories are so prevalent and the taste, the palette is only for these stories. Yeah. There's no space or platform for new yeah. stories to come about or exhibit new stories, lah. Yeah. Yeah, not in the not in the cinema at least, mm. which is a shame. I don't know if that's gonna change. I hope it. I hope it does in the future. You know, I I would say yes, but I think Jeremy would say no. Uh, I'm because I am that like lowest common denominator consumer. <laughs> I am the idiot walking in there. Like, just, <laughs> just take my money. <laughs> no, but like even I'm getting tired of like even like when Black Panther came out, like everyone was hyping for Black Panther, and aesthetically it does look nice. But yeah. in terms of story. Story itself was okay, but I just I think I, after watching so many, oh no! I, but don't get me wrong, I I do really enjoy these films. No, me, no, me. I, I'm a true hypocrite in that way. No, 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 no. I me as well. I'm watching these movies as well, but it's just like I think like when I think back to when I first saw the first Spider-Man trailer, you know, like I'm talking about um. Tobey Maguire, mm. yeah. I being in the cinema, then I still remember, you know, Spider-Man at the the ceiling, yeah. and then the blood, one blood drops down. Uh, and William yeah, Dafoe yeah, is yeah. like, <laughs> I still remember that feeling, and I, in a tinge of nostalgia, I long for that <laughs> feeling. It's not coming back. Yeah, not coming back. <laughs> yeah, but that made me think about like uh, Aquaman was basically back Black Panther underwater. Uh, so a lot of things yeah. are going to start copying. They're going to look very similar across the spectrum as the years go by. I think. Yeah. Your flash film could look a lot like another Marvel film that they put plucked out and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to imagine how far they. I mean, how how diverse they can they can get lah. Yeah. Before this, it was quite okay. I think in this season, at least at least, uh, before Aquaman, I I guess right. <laughs> uh, I liked the the the. Uh, the way it was going in the sense that. You know, like one of my favorite films were in the MCU universe was Winter Soldier. Right? Mm, yeah, uh, I know it didn't get very, wasn't very well received, but I thought that was quite yeah, a because, turning point. Because that's not the, what people want. People don't want. <laughs> yeah, but it was a political thriller. It was yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then the film before that was but like people a want robots. In a sense. <laughs> people want robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want robots. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I mean, they, they. I wonder if they've exhausted, you know, all the different genres that they can, they can, they can take on for, or subgenres they can take on for mm. this MCU universe, lah. You know, so it started off well, I think, but I don't know how they're gonna go from here, lah. Because the hero story is pretty fixed, you know, the yeah. archetypal story. There's not, there's not many ways you can deviate from it. Yeah, you, you have the main character who has this period of tribul- tribulation, and then he arises and he conquers the. There's no, what you're gonna have a movie where the hero like fails, yeah. but but that that's that's in every story though. It's yeah, it's it's just I I I think it's probably a bit more prominent in the superhero genre because there's only so many ways you can pull down a a a, a superhero to make him to humanize or to give him flaws and then to. Change him, back, bring him back up through, through through his journey, right? Which is why I think Captain America. Which is why again, Winter Soldier, I think was the best because mm. they didn't do that with him. Mm. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't change throughout the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think that's his 
his one of his characters. His character traits yeah. is he's yes. this, the he same dude in a, a a new time, but he still yes. represents yes. those. I mean, they 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 try to differentiate him from. I mean, can we go into MCU? because I'm really excited about MCU. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> only go because it. only because uh, there's there's I I I really respect Kevin Feige for doing what he did. Right? Yeah, he was. He was. The, I mean, I think he was a producer or something in in X Men and 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 Spider Man or some something of that sort. Okay. In the early days, mm. right? Then he then Marvel wanted to do their own stuff, and so they brought Kevin Kevin over. And when Kevin, so imagine just putting yourself in his shoes. You were such an interesting, you know, challenging thing to do because all he was left with at that point, Marvel had optioned off all the best superheroes <laughs> all to other companies. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have X Men. They didn't have. I mean. Come on, when we when we were growing up, we weren't look we weren't excited about Captain America, Thor, yeah. and all that. They were like the B list of them, <laughs> of the superheroes. You yeah, know? I mean, growing we were in Wolverine, yeah. we were Spider Man, X Men. You know, but all those were gone. So Feige was, you know, he had to bring up these all sec- so called second rate kind of superheroes. Okay, up to not, the not, okay, I wouldn't say second rate because the comic <laughs> fans might go. Oh a bit no, crazy. no 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 no! Sorry, this is all from the perspective of yeah. someone who is not a comic fan. Yeah, no. So what right. I think what you mean is like in terms of the media that we were consuming, these characters were kind of outdated. Like Captain America definitely was outdated by that point. No I mean, one was were, wiping. Yeah, and they were not popular in the same way because like car- like I think our entry point for a lot of like the X Men, Spider Man were the cartoons. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yes, there yes. wasn't like a yes. major Avengers cartoon that brought yes. a mass market yes. into it. Correct, right? correct, yeah. correct, correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Even and, Fantastic and Four also was not that... Uh, yeah, it wasn't very big, it? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The movie <laughs> sort of introduced these characters. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, sorry, you were saying. No, and, and, and I, I just... I, I think uh, what he did with the series and bringing up these characters, I thought it was was quite amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Captain America, for, for example. Like, I... I used to hear Captain of Captain America when I was young, but then never really liked him because I guess he's he was very he is a very exclusive kind of you know his ideals and all that. What he I mean his name itself is Captain America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Malaysian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get you. You know, you throw a shield and that's it. You yeah, know, you have the American flag yeah, on your shield. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but what he did with. So so I I think it was a process of trying to change that right mm. so in 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 Winter Soldier and I I love Winter Soldier because I feel that was one of the turning points in MC universe it was it was going to make it or break it for for them right mm. because if they they had to get Captain America's character right if mm. they didn't it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't become the hit that it is today I think and, and so what they had to do is they had to differentiate they had to separate that that uh, they had to break our perception of Captain America as this so-called American uh, ideal uh, representative, right? And it was great because because what what they chose uh, this is from the stuff that I read, like they 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 picked the comics. And once again, I'm not a comic head. I'm, I'm not a comic head. Yeah, uh, they picked the comics surrounding the Captain America around the series called Man Out of Time, I think mm. something like that. You know, which was released around the late 60s around the 70s so it was this time where you know very anti-establishment kind of uh, sentiment Mm. uh, community kind of based uh, ideas were kind of going out 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 of fashion and being replaced with a lot more sense of self-determination and all that so it was uh, interesting that they picked that because what I guess what they wanted to do is to differentiate Captain America from America 
Mm. Right, so so he became, and in the film itself, you see, uh, uh, they had they they brought all those ideas to life because they made Shield actually become corrupt. Shield is which is actually the 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 main administrative organization in in the series, right? Mm. And it was a huge thing to do because, if I'm not mistaken, Avengers came up before that, and Avengers was very largely uh, dependent on the Shield organization, yeah. and Avengers was uber successive, successful, right? Mm. And f- to turn it on its head and say that Shield was all corrupted and just throw, throw it all away, right? Mm. I think it was quite a bold step. Mm. And, 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 and so this, the story structure for Captain America is also that Captain America comes, he has particular ideals, and the whole world kind of changes uh, to fit his ideals in the end. Mm. Right, so you see, you see Samuel L. Jackson actually being dethroned as the leader of Shield, as the leader of Shield, and mm. and actually submitting to Captain America towards the end. Mm. So it, it's like so 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 in 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 story writing, I'm just gonna become I'm just gonna get a bit technical here. Go for it. Okay. So in story writing, there's two kinds of characters yeah. mainly. There's a there's what you call a dynamic character, which is the most uh, common character. Okay. Uh, and it's seen through every every kind of story has this character. It's the one that you mentioned just now. Mm. So you start off a character has a particular flaw of some sorts that yeah. he may or may not know about, and then he goes on this journey, and the journey kind of transforms him, and yeah. he ends up different. That's the the story of the uh, boy with the wizard who uh, conquers the, you know, ends up becoming the king. You know, the, okay. In that process of taking that journey with, you know, like Lord of the Rings, in that process of Frodo. Taking that journey, he ends up. That journey ends up making him the hero that he was destined yes. to become. And so, Lord of the Rings is a great example for the second type of character. In the sense, uh, so if you look at Aragorn mm. in Lord of the Rings, right? He 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 is the other type of character. He's a, he's what we call a static character. Mm. So someone who never changes. Because Aragorn from the start, we saw, how we saw him in the end, he's the same. Mm. But what what a static character does is that he changes the world around him. Mm. So he is the leader that. He is the person who deserves to be loved, but never gets loved. Mm. And in the end, he is proclaimed. He everyone remember that return to return of yeah, the king yeah, that, yeah. that scene where everyone bows down and then you all get shivers. And, yeah, you yeah. Know? So that final affirmation that he is what the the world affirms him as as as, as the, the, the one you know the one he should be. So Captain America nice. is like that. It, it follows that static character arc. Oh. You know, so he doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, static yeah. characters are always. They, they they are used for uh, films with that need sequels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they can't. If you really conquer and become what you're meant to be, then you what can't are you ever gonna do the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but would you imagine a dynamic character storyline would be a bit more difficult to pull off than a uh, uh, sorry, not a dynamic. Oh, a static would be a bit more. Oh difficult. yes, uh, yes, yes. A static because also because you don't have many references for it. You know, mm. it's not it's not been explored that much. Mm. And it's also very dangerous to do. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you don't know how it's going to turn out. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, just because we're talking about Lord of the Rings, I just read um, uh, sort of like analysis of the Lord of the Rings uh, the other day and I thought it was pretty cool. And apparently, like one of the reasons Tolkien structured it the way he did, uh, you know in the end, uh, Frodo, uh, Gandalf, they all leave, right? They, yeah. After the, the boat, war. On the boat, yeah. So the whole idea, because this was post, um, I mean, uh, Tolkien fought in the First World War. Right. So the first world war is like one of the most, like that's one of the most brutal wars, uh, Even in a uh, way more brutal, in a way more brutal than the second world war because uh, it was um, basically they were fighting like uh, for inches at a time. Yeah. yeah, they were fighting like the 19th century, but it, no, they were fighting like it was the 20th century. 
eh, sorry, they were fighting like it was the 19th century, but they had moved into 20th century technology. So for the mm. first time, they had machine guns. But these guys were still dressed like they were fighting in Napoleon Wars. Right. So like the Germans were wearing full brown, right? The French, the British were like floop, like freaking flume hats and blue and bright blue. So these guys were all just targets. They had no helmets. When the First World War started, they had no helmets, <laughs> right? That's, and this was the introduction of the trench warfare, gas warfare, right? So it was completely, you know, guys would like shit in a tin cup, <laughs> throw it aside, you know, like it was just like, they were lying in filth and it was insane. And so Tolkien kind of talks about those experiences in Lord of the Rings in that when they go to that battle, that final battle, they know that they're going to be the losers. Lah. They know that they're right. going to suffer, but they have to fight that battle anyway. And when they do fight the battle, like when Frodo finally accomplishes what he does, he's scarred and damaged. Yeah. He's the hero that slayed what he was supposed to slay, but he ends up being completely damaged from that. Mm. And so mm. he and Gandalf, they're not of the world anymore. They have to leave because they're destroyed. Right, right, right. So there's the idea of when you have to confront evil, but you know in confronting that evil, you'll be destroyed. Right. Mm. That was damn cool. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings, but I never really got into the lore and all that. Mm. Uh, but I always wondered, why didn't the the eagles just take Frodo to Mount Doom and <laughs> drop the ring? Is that something that I wonder about? Is that an everybody asked? Like, sure. Everybody asked. I mean, the eagles took him out, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they could yeah. Have just brought him there. Um, so saved a lot of trouble. And a lot I don't of know. Lives. Maybe they get tired. They can't do long stretches. <laughs> so I don't I mean, know. The best, the best I've heard. They're busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the explanation. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Even I find the Matrix plot super hard to follow. Oh yeah, once it gets to the second and third. It gets uh, super oh, confusing. I love the first one, but yeah. then the second and third was, I think the second and third mm. movie was not meant to be made. It was, it was kind yeah, of an afterthought, is it? A bit like that. I think they wrote the first one expecting it to be very self-contained and mm. all done. Yeah. Because if you watch the first movie, it technically can end. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they made two more movies and you're like, yeah. why? <laughs> and then you realize it should have ended in the first <laughs> one. Right? But like coming back to that idea, like I think in this landscape, movies like The Matrix would be hard to make. Because it's really, really different. It would be hard out, to yeah. pitch yeah, to yeah, anyone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because everyone wants to follow a sort of MCU. Like you said, they wanted like source material. Yeah. Uh, they make another Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think The Matrix came out in the 99. I think 99 was the year of really nice films. Mm. Uh, I mean, once MCU started, it's just like... <laughs> I mean, it was still nice when all the X-Men films were not doing well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first few... Oh, the first few X-Men movies were, were also really good. Uh, I know X two was really nice, but I don't I don't remember the first one. The first one also was pretty good. First one was yeah. not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. People have bad things to say about the third one. I can't even remember. Yeah, oh, that's the, the one where the she goes she saga. goes crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Okay, actually, it's just coming. I mean, interesting discussions, but I also want to talk about your from you because again, you have like it's a really interesting story. So you're working in Astro. Uh, Used to. Used to, used yeah. to work in Astro. And I mean, at the time you were working in Astro, yeah. then you meet these two random dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, Joel, yeah. Joel So. Joel So, yeah. And also... Um, Anwari Ashraf. Anwari Ashraf. Yeah. And these two guys are also Astro scholars, but they went to different places, America and... Uh, one, Joel was from uh, America, Boston. Yeah. And Anwari was in uh, UK. 
Yeah. Three of you meet kind of through through work, is it? Yeah. So when we came back, we all uh, worked in the same uh, same department in in Astro, the feature film division. Yeah. So that's how we we met. And uh, so then, how does it work? You, one of you were like, "Hey, let's try the movie." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it just like that? Yeah, hey, well, how about we write a movie? Yeah, let's do an action movie. Why not? <laughs> so I, I I think I think it was it was a time it was it was a time in Malaysian cinema where it was a bit of it was a bit of a strange time lah mm-hmm. where no films were really making any money. Okay. Right. Uh so it was it was a little bit like uh the 60s or 70s of in 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 it's really actually it, it's uncanny right that it's so similar to that golden era so so called golden era in 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 american film history mm. where basically the rise of tv mm. right so the dawn of tv uh, meant that people were not going to the cinemas anymore mm, right mm-hmm. so films were doing really badly and then so that's when uh, it's a bit of history going back so that's when uh Uh, the the people the American filmmakers who had studied abroad in Europe, you know, came back. Mm. Um, of course, I'm in no way likening ourselves <laughs> to them. I'm just saying it was uncanny that there was some the Malaysian resemblance Scorsese. in the, the in, the, in the environment, not not in the not in the talent, but resemblance in the environment, more like not, nothing. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, so that was Scorsese, that was yeah. uh, Coppola, and all that, right? Yeah. So here. Of course, once again, not likening <laughs> ourselves to them. You are Scorsese, just, Joel is who? No, 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 no. no. It, it, it was just really strange because at the time, uh, we were doing so badly, right? Films were doing so badly that no one really cared about anything, you know? Yeah. So every all the young people who were coming back were all given their shots. Uh. Now, I, I, I will not speak for the people, I mean, the entire industry because a lot of people were still struggling to find uh, their breakthroughs and all that. So yeah. we were extremely lucky. Uh... Uh, so we 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 came back and really our 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 entire the entire department in Astro uh, the film department was all really young people who just came back. Oh, uh, maybe twenty twenty four to average twenty four to thirty twenty nine years old, you know, mm. around there. So we all wanted to do our thing, you know. So uh, I, I think credit to our boss back then. And so he, she gave us opportunities to pitch ideas that we wanted created for the first time we were creating ideas in house mm. right before this we was all taken from outside okay so we started developing our own ideas uh, and 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 Joel came up with the idea for this cop film <laughs> this buddy cop film right mm-hmm. and so we were like ha huh, you sure <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah buddy cop films have not been done you know it was all gangster films at that point right uh-huh. so the, so just give you an idea at that time the the the, the box offices that we used to get like if you hit 2 million Yeah. You are considered a box office success. Okay, okay. right. Police evil broke that like crazy. Yeah, so so <laughs> we actually broke that. So in the in the lead up to it, so uh, we were all busy with our projects, uh, our own film projects, you know. Uh, but we kind of did this on the side. Yeah, you all uh, go to the mama and you all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So 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 Joel had pitched this and 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 he got it approved, uh-huh. which means that uh, once it gets approved, it goes into development. Okay. Right? So usually we will hire a writer. To come in and write this, but then we wanted to do it ourselves. Uh, we just wanted to try, we do something because various reasons, lah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we used to meet in the mama and used to write <laughs> after hours, after working hours. And so when the script was done, we just put the script in front of our boss's desk and said, "Here, here's the script. 
our names are on it. We're just gotta accept it that we wrote it. <laughs> and let's go make it. <laughs> so then Joel went and make it and Joel produced it. Uh, and it was good. Yeah, it, it made 17 million in the box office. So it, that was a... That was the highest yes, yeah. Malaysian Malay movie at that time. I think it was beaten by The Journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Recently yeah. lah. No, 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 the journey, the thing is, the, I think the journey came out, I think a year, bef- a few months before, a few months after. Oh, okay. Yeah, so journey were, uh, was 17 point something, we were, or oh, 18 maybe, and we were 17 point something. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and after that, there seemed to be like a sort of resurgence in uh, Malaysian cinema. Yeah, because, so what, so that spelled a bit of a change in, in cinema, in Malaysian cinema, because, uh, because, what it told produce investors is that there is actually a market out there. Yeah. Right. So before this, when when you only get two million and below in box office, really the returns is after all your payouts, your taxes, and and and, and paying to your distributors, your market marketing, marketing, and 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 your production costs. Now you really don't get anything back. Mm. Right. So uh, and the, the assumption was that's the market. You know. So so investment was very very low in film. Mm. You know. Uh, so after 17 million came out, investors knew that there is actually a market for content that is the right content, hmm. right? So with that, budgets started becoming higher. Oh, okay. Right. So people were more uh, confident in putting out bigger budgets so long as the product was good enough. Do you hmm. remember what the budget was for the first Police Evil? Uh, the first Police Evil was very low. It was 1.8 if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's some good returns. Yeah. Good return. Yeah. 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 So so um so now budgets have gone up to maybe f- you can get it for four or five million. Mm. Yeah. So it's significantly larger than what it was. And we have some good movies that have come out since then. Uh I mean I'm thinking like some even like Ola Bola, for example. You yeah. know, we never had content like that, like movies yes. like that. Yes. Again, that okay, like actually, Ola Bola might be a close one to capturing that Malaysian feel good kind of spirit, yeah. la, a little yeah. bit. But that one, a little bit uh, fast food, you know, a little <laughs> bit on the nose, just a little bit. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, la, yeah, but then on a sense yeah. of like, you know, Malaysian. Yeah. But it, I, I mean, Chu, the director for mm-hmm. it, I, I have massive amount of, amount mm-hmm. of respect for him. Uh, I I do think he did that intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta have a little bit of everything, you know, to yeah, capture yeah. the a wide enough uh, audience, at least in Malaysia, la. Even when yeah. y'all were doing Police or Evo, I think the idea was not to do anything. Like I think I heard you say, it was not to do anything like groundbreaking. It was to do something that's already been done, but do it well. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 came from an idea because we uh, we, we we the three of us studied film, and 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 when we came back we were wondering why, we were very curious why Malaysia was not adapting or adopting any kind of uh, uh, structures or, or any kind of uh, practices that was already well established as it like it works. These are the things that work. So, you know, so we were like, why aren't we doing this? Mm. You know, so like, like even from uh, the way scripts are written, uh, very fundamental, they, we had very fundamental issues or problems, right? So our goal was not to break any box office records, was just to set, kind of set a, hopefully set a standard, right? Um, not not our own standard because you know we were new, newbies, right? We were just bringing what was already out there. I mean, you a Google search would, would lead you to how scripts 
should be written, right? I mean, there's a formula, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we wanted to show, and hopefully, uh, we wanted to show that hope uh, that 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 if you do do it this way, it can work, mm. right? So that's why I mean we referenced, of course, Die Hard. Yeah, we referenced uh, Die Hard for the second film. The yeah. first film was Bad Boys and Little Weapon. Uh, so I mean, it was nothing. We don't go around saying it's you know it's completely unique or whatnot. You change that cinema. Was, yeah, <laughs> that was not the intention, right? <laughs> the intention was just to say, look, you stick to a three act structure for a story. You have your What's characters well rounded. Three, three act. The three act is, is like what you said. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Three act structure. Yeah. So, yeah. And so once that worked, I think a lot of and and we had to go around kind of preaching this a little bit also <laughs> after that. <laughs> Uh, and I think a lot of people saw it, and a lot of people ha- have now a very strong focus on uh, story development mm. in 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 the industry. Like even prices for writers uh, have gone up a lot. You know, people take a lot more. People see a lot more value in scripts than they used to back then. Oh, that's mm. great, man! Yeah. Even uh, Policy World Two, uh, which came out last year, year before last, twenty eighteen, year before, yeah, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Even that, so like the premise is simple. Mm. But like again, like it's a fun premise. Like, like what happens if an island is locked down, and you have someone there who it's a it feels a bit yeah. It's basically uh, very diehard, like you know, yeah. like he's stuck in a building yeah. with the terrorists, <laughs> yeah. and you know <laughs> he has to like yeah. <laughs> rescue everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's like an interesting idea. Then you have like this sort of and you had a bit of backlash from past, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, <laughs> which was a little bit unfounded, <laughs> because they had based the they had they had commented on just the trailer, not mm. knowing the, ex, the 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 content of it. So, yeah, we had to go and see the Mufti uh, with Mufti wow. Wilaya, and the Mufti Wilaya actually said, "Hey, there's no problem here. You know what are they talking about?" You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did you actually mean the Mufti? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We oh did, wow. Yeah, we did. Because because of the backlash, you know, and it was so uh, it was so demoralizing because we were in Thailand then Joel and I and we were having sleepless nights trying to get the film out, uh-huh. and 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 we kept seeing this, you know, because you're there and you're rushing for a deadline to get the film out. Uh, this was one week before it premiered. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So bef- uh, sorry, one week before it was released to the public, mm-hmm. which means that we would have our premiere, right? So we were working towards that, trying and pushing everyone to 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 get the the the. the the post-production side up to what we wanted. And then we see these messages and these news reports <laughs> criticizing the film. Like, it's not even out! <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so the Astro people is, uh, sending us messages, don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get demoralized. Just keep working on it. <laughs> just bring us that money, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll handle the rest. Just give us the money. <laughs> we make us our content. We will handle the rest. <laughs> so wait, how did the meeting with the Mufti go? He was very pleasant. Like uh-huh. uh, surprisingly, he's he's uh, he's a movie buff. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe not at that level. <laughs> no, he's 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 quite a pro- he's quite progressive. I uh, thought, and yeah. and he's very open. Mm. Um, he, he yeah, he welcomed us. He knew what was going on. Uh, with with pass and all the the comments on the on the trailer, and then he watched it and he really like just said it then there that I don't see any issue with it. It's not an anti-Muslim movie at all. It's not. It's not because because it, uh, it is uh, the guy who wears that uh, the serban, right? Uh-huh. This is what caused this entire backlash. He we actually were careful enough to make sure that he was uh, he had what you call ajaran sesat. Uh. 
you know. Uh, that's uh, repeated. You do, they, yeah, they yeah. do say that. Yeah, yeah. Really we, 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 <laughs> yeah, we really had to push that point, you know. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because, so, so the development for this film took quite a long time. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I think uh, it made us notorious for taking a long time <laughs> and having busloads of writers <laughs> coming in and out. <laughs> So, uh, which is all true, yeah. but it w- it was hard because uh, coming off the off off the first film, right? We wanted to know how you know there was a lot of expectation on 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 this. So, it it was trying to get the right story, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we did actually uh, we did take I mean uh, like what they did with the MCU, you know, in terms of changing genres. Yeah. So that's what we kind of did, you know, because we thought, okay. Uh, we were so worried about not living up to the expectations, we thought of just like subverting the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. like twisting it the whole thing and like, giving you a different experience. So that's why we went with Die Hard, you know, mm-hmm. a completely different kind of story. But it's very hard because when you think about a terrorist, <laughs> a terrorist taking over a part of Malaysia, what would they request for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was really, really, we, we, yeah. spent, we spent a few days trying to figure out what, what would they be asking for? A truck full of gold. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they, you come to the wrong place. Kidnap Dato Sri Najib Sawa, daughter. Yeah, yeah. So in the end, we had to do Ajaran Sasat. Oh. But it was a good movie, man. I, I mean, I watched it with you in the cinema. Oh, yeah, yeah. You came and joined us. But I, I really enjoyed it. Police Evo also was really good. Mm. That's the thing that like, the movies are good. Like, and it's not only like Police Evo. It's also like, recently I watched Pusaka. Mm, yeah. So like me and Jeremy, our juniors, uh, Natasha and Lokman. Man, yeah. They, are both, they both were like on that project writing. Yes, yes. And so I think we, I kind of went to watch it just to like sort of support them. But I was genuinely surprised at how good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really top notch. Uh, again, like it's been done before, but it's done... Like well, well, yes, you know, yes. and it's like refreshing. Yes. For to now, see. that's that 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 is a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> a film done well is a novelty. So that itself will be like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this looks legit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, it's exciting times for Malaysian for cinema. Yeah. Malaysian cinema. Yeah. But like you were talking about how crazy, hectic, sleepless nights. <laughs> we don't really tie. <laughs> yeah, you all think filmmaking is. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I was in uni, like I, I had a friend who was studying medicine, uh, Dilip. Yeah. So, we were very close friends. So I used to call him every now and again, and and, and I used to say, "Oh, I'm you know having a really stressful week this week," and he said, "What are you doing? So stressful watching films." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's what engineering people think the media studies yeah. people are doing, right? Because you walk into their classes, they're watching The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. How hard can this yeah. be? <laughs> you know, I have 20 hours worth of film watching in a week. <laughs> it didn't help that he's a doc- he was studying to be a doctor. <laughs> la, so. But how stressful was it though? How, how crazy was it to... to and I, I guess with Police Evo 2... Wait, with Police Evo, the first one, it would have been difficult just because you you guys wouldn't have had much experience. Yeah, yeah. To do yeah, something yeah. to that scale. Yeah. So the, the first film was the first film wasn't that stressful. It was just uh it was just taking up a lot of time, you know, it was mm-hmm. just like I mean you have to go and work after hours and all that and 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 f- just trusting that Joel kept telling us. Uh. 
don't worry, this uh. will be great, this will be great. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Am I just giving me uh, my life away for nothing? <laughs> well, so he I, really seemed to believe in his project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he believed in it like from the very beginning. Damn, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we were not very convinced. <laughs> <laughs> but we did anyway because we were like craving for something, you know, doing something on our yeah. own, you know. And then the, the second film was a lot very stressful because of the expectations. expectations yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it, it, it was really trying to figure out. So we really were pushing to to make it perfect, you know. And of course, at the end of the day, there were a lot of. Pro- I mean, we 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 do recognize that there is a lot of problems with the film. Yeah. Right. Uh, with the second one. The second one, yeah, okay. you know, uh, that's why a lot of people don't like it, and and we understand why. Uh, but. We're, we're, we're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's just okay with it. Lah. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, the challenge yeah. with sequels, right? Yeah. Sequels always yeah. have this problem. Yeah. I mean, we tried... We, Unless it's something like um, uh, Bad Boys. Lah. Bad Boys <laughs> is one of the few... Oh, Men in Black also had a good sequel. Did they have a good sequel? Yeah, yeah. They had a good sequel. Yeah, the third yeah. one, I think, was... Third one was nine. bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, was third it, one wasn't third good. Was bad. Oh, okay. I don't third know one was bad. Switch. Yeah. The second one came out quite close to the first one. So you're thinking about that one. The third one came out much later. And, yeah. like and that like one a, was very bad. Yeah, that was, it was like a brain. I think, no. Yeah, that's the time travel one. La. Correct. That was yeah. bad. time travel one, yeah. Then the, the Chris Hemsworth. Oh, uh, that was... No, is it Chris? Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth just came out. That was really, really bad. Yeah, that was worse than the third one. <laughs> <laughs> you're wondering like, why is Thor right, and right. that lady from... <laughs> <laughs> from Game of Thrones, right? No, no that, that, she's from... She's Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, Valkyrie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Valkyrie yeah, from... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. acted together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are they in? Yeah. <laughs> now they're catching aliens, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay, what, what was the negative feedback you got on, on the second one? Because I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was good. Genuinely. Uh, I think fans... Uh, were quite surprised in the direction that we took because mm. it's straight away from the comedy uh, uh, genre. That's one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but also, but on on a on a more critical level, also uh, we do feel that there were quite a few shortcomings in the story, Because mm. we were trying, we we fell into that 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 problem of trying to figure out, like like you said just now, you know how you know now they've overcome their mm. whatever problems they had in the first film, right? Or what do we do of them in the second? Mm. So we explored so many different ways to do it and I, I, I guess we, we were kind of happy with the the one we chose uh, but we've I, I think there were there were there were refinements that we could have done with the character with the characters yeah is there a third one can you say <laughs> uh, can you say <laughs> Never mind lah. If you can't yeah. do it, not lah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My hesitation probably already <laughs> <quite tough. laughs> Infer what you will. Yeah. <laughs> Infer what you will. Is that why you're so into board games? No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you going to these board games looking for girls? Occasionally, there'll be like one girl. <laughs> Actually, we always give flag to Jeremy because he always, you know, he says, oh, I'm going for board games on Saturday and... Right. So we kind of make fun like these board games are inverted commas, some kind of secret <laughs> secret orgy or something. It's so much more boring. <laughs> what do you think it is? Jeremy's having his wild sex parties on Saturday. In the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> what what how did you get into board games, Jeremy? Maybe you two can have a conversation about it. I don't I'm not a big a board game fan just because I lose all the time which just I because you've not played it yet maybe you can find a board game you will win yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like those co-op kind of games that basically uh, not even that like there are like dexterity games there are party games that you can play uh, yeah. 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 no because like uh, I grew up 
in my like in Banting for example when we played Saidina or Monopoly mm-hmm. we had our own set of rules <laughs> like nice. it was understood that the banker could slip you like a 5,000 <laughs> or you would keep you would keep a 5,000 in your pocket <laughs> and then like even though you keep paying you're still you don't seem to go broke for some reason <laughs> there was like a general understanding that you could steal money yeah. um, so then like our cousin another cousin Carl knows Jeremy came down and then he got us yeah. like a, he also gives us like tries to culture us a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> these kampong kids right <laughs> and so he he got a, like a Law of the Rings game thing Ooh, which game is that? I, I it's back in the day I can't remember but it's a co-op game right ah. and so we played it and then we finished it then we were like who won? <laughs> <laughs> No. No one Then he won. was like, no, no one wins. You just play together. They're like, this doesn't make sense. We couldn't even compute the idea. Sounds like a We pen like, and paper sort of thing. How do I, how, I can't even cheat in this game. <laughs> so uh, how did you guys get into board games? I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm sure you know this guy, Will Wheaton. On, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, Star Trek. The Star Trek dude, yeah. yeah. So the, he, the kid he in hosts. Uh, Star Trek Generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, oh. he was the kid in. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, that's why he knows. Ooh. That's why he's so popular with all the like B-list celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> he's the king of the B-list celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> he was the kid in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. He, he'll get to keep claiming that for the rest of his life. <laughs> But he hosts a YouTube like uh, series mm. where he plays board games with his friends. So he'll have people from the MythBusters, people who are on like again B-list TV shows. Come on and play board games with him. Mm. So that was a very popular way people got into it because it was like they would cut it down. You would not watch them play the whole game. They would cut the highlights of the game. If the game was two hours, they would cut it down to forty minutes. You'd watch that. Mm. It'd be fun. Uh, he'd have interesting banter. Mm. So it was very accessible and like um, yeah, the games the games he chose for the beginning were not too complicated. Mm. So you weren't scared away at the mm. beginning. Yeah. So what was your intro game that got you hooked? Uh, everybody's the should be the same one as everybody's Avalon. No, Catan. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Catan. Which now looking back on it was a terrible. Oh game. yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not. Nah, it's not very I, balanced. Yeah, you don't know why. I never you play. I never play Catan anymore. <laughs> I mean, I I think I've heard that a uh, mark of a good game is uh, the, if there's less chance to the game, right? Hey, it depends. Some depends. some some people like that. Like mm. like a just like like you know like carefree. Mm. Uh, Chuck dice and, and <laughs> kill people kind of yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and some people prefer the puzzly, uh, more strategic kind of style. So, mm. what game did you get? Also, Catan, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! It was Catan. Um, for me, I think Arun, my my friend, the one from mm. Banding, <laughs> he randomly just you know like he found out about board games. This was some time ago. I think about maybe seven, eight years ago. Uh, and then he just ordered a bunch, mm. and they came, <laughs> and then he just started playing, and then sitting in the mama and playing every wow. uh, every weekend. And like, hey, this is not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, the, the, back then, Ticket to Ride actually yes. really got everyone into it. That's that's a real nice mix between you know bit of chance, but also gives you that feel that you're building something, that you're creating something. So I think a lot of people like that. And Ticket so to Ride. I don't know if you remember, you played it. We played it in your house. It was the train game. You didn't oh, understand. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like, why you don't like it. You don't. <laughs> he kept putting the two trains, the two train tracks instead of the longer one. <laughs> We were like, "What is Russian doing?" It's the same thing with Katan. I'll play and then I'll just collect wood. <laughs> I have too much of wood and then I like have nothing. 
I'm just not made for board games. Uh, uh, the funny thing is just because I know people who really are into board games. And this is like another branch of geek culture. Like mm, it's really yeah. specific, really niche. There seems to be a community in Malaysia. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I want to mention that the reason it really kicked off was the Meeple's Cafe in Subang. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. like college kids who had too much time on their hands between classes would go <laughs> to the board game cafe, spend like two hours playing a game and then go back to class or something. The Meeple's success <laughs> story is one of the really underdog success yeah, stories. Man. Yeah, I mean, they're still around. I didn't... Yeah, there's so many board game cafes that came up and, and, and didn't really make it, right? But now, but now they're staying. Yeah, now they have staying yeah. power. Because oh, nice we, to see that the, that the that the community is no growing. because because those college kids now have money and now <laughs> like yeah, idiots yeah, yeah, like yeah. me are spending yeah, 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 three thousand yeah, yeah. bucks on board games. Dude, you have too much of money in your hands. No. Right? What the heck? There, there are people who have ten thousand ringgit. Are you crazy, uh? <laughs> guys? It's cardboard and plastic. Okay, <laughs> exquisite cardboard. <laughs> <and plastic. laughs> the amazing thing about like uh, board games also is that the material is you know to make to produce it it's not you're paying for the idea right you're not really mm. paying for the material now you can pay now yeah. you can pay for a lot more you yeah. can pay for the miniatures that are yeah. really intricate my 600 ringgit board game is oh my god <laughs> that gloomy uh, no rising sun so it's Primarily plastic oh, figures, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. Jap- Japanese law. It's like yeah. it's really I mean, cool. <laughs> since Kickstarter la, since yeah. Kickstarter, uh. Kickstarter came out, start, I mean, start, board games started going on Kickstarter. I think they they tend to get a bit more expensive. We also <laughs> can get all those cool miniatures and all that. Yeah. There's like a, a game trading. You know, people trade games. I do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all the yeah, time. Yeah. I know this because of Jeremy. <laughs> 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 I, have, I have this information because of Jeremy. <laughs> The Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Go. Everybody's there yeah, just trading. There. Yeah. Because you play yeah. a game, you're tired of it. Okay, I'll yeah. sell and buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, funny thing is when we play these games, um, I always, even with both of you, the process of you all explaining the game oh, <laughs> is yeah. always fun. <laughs> <laughs> to try and capture people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the most... <laughs> That's difficult, lah. Yeah. You know, after a while, you get used to it, yeah. la, right? Because if you're the guy who owns the board games, you've explained it ten times. Yeah. <laughs> so you like, get good at it. Like Carl came over the other day for our cousins. Uh, just got together, and we had dinner. Then we were like, okay, let's play a board game. And then Carl was like, okay, I'll pick a. And then we were like, Carl, pick a simple one. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, you can go. Five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes, you can go. Then he was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. I got a very easy one. All you, it's like carom. You just have to play like carom. It's not, nothing to explain. Okay. The board game setup took like 20 minutes. <laughs> he, op- he took the box. He's like, okay, we need to pick which track do we want. Pick a track. Yeah, you can design the road system in your a particular <laughs> So we had to choose one. We had to uh, put it together. Assemble it together. <laughs> hey, but, but, but Roshan is giving a board game a bad name. Hey, no, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as bad as... No, but it was super fun. It was fun, right? It was super fun. It was super fun. That game was pretty good because... Uh, um, that's more, I guess, not really. I mean, it's that's not a thinking game per se. Yeah, yeah because uh, even our cousin who was how old is Jasia? Um, she, oh yeah, she's about five, I think. Yeah, she was yeah. five and she played with us, and she was one of the. Yeah, she, she was she like top me. three. <laughs> <laughs> that girl has a gift, man. She just kept on eating it, and it would fly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but basically, the game is just you. You have a like a a, tr- a road track. You put it like on a table, and some parts are elevated. Yeah. Uh, and then you have pieces at the starting, and you mm. just have to complete like uh, three rounds, three laps. Yeah. Three laps. Yeah. But it you the force you hit it is 
like playing carom like that mm, maximum so, yeah so if you hit it too hard it goes off track then you have mm. to start back from the first place you hit it too soft it doesn't move at all then there's ramps you know because you've designed it with like, okay. ramps yeah. so going up the ramp is super tricky that doesn't sound cheap though is it all plastic it's all wood it's all wood, it's all wood yeah. wow okay. how much is it that, that one, that, that one, uh, I got it on <laughs> on a discount, but it's usually very expensive because it's no more, in, no longer in print. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the more old school board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I Quite suppose these sort of games become would eventually become like a collector's item. Or oh yeah, some of them. Uh, like there's one, uh, my cousin Sean owns. He bought it. Uh, it's uh, Chaos in the Old World. Mm, okay. Right? He so he bought it like. For 180 ringgit. Mm. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, quite a few years ago. Mm. So then uh, there's a big board game company called Fantasy Flight. Mm. So Fantasy and Chaos in the Old World is uh is, is in the Warhammer, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. One of the one of the larger universes. Tulu or, what no, you no, mean no. board games have universes? Some of them. Yeah, do. yeah, they got they got this is my MCU. Uh, I mean oh, they yeah. have the event I mean, yeah, MCU they have uh, Cthulhu, uh you mean there's a MCU Star Wars. No, they're 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 are a bunch of yeah Star Wars is huge yeah. like they are they have four or five different games yeah. you can spend a thousand bucks on one game yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> we should create our own board game and tell it the Rumor Roy <laughs> board game you'd be surprised that board games are pretty difficult to make oh I'm sure oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I have I'm a sure. friend who's making a political board game like mm. the because you have to do a lot of things especially games that are more puzzly or yeah. less luck based mm. you have to do a lot of tuning mm. you have to figure out yeah. like is this overpowered is that underpowered a lot of these kind of things yeah I don't think there's a really popular Malaysian board game there are Malaysian card games that are doing pretty well mm. uh, Malaysian Dream uh, there was a Politico Politico, Politico yeah. yeah but yeah. there are board Drama games Tujo, yeah. I mean the uh, we can we can bring my friend on to talk about this, but he runs the. <laughs> we can have Kyle on as well. We can do <laughs> a board game. <laughs> we can do a board game session. I don't mind. While we're doing the podcast, <laughs> oh, we can play a board game. <laughs> <laughs> but my friend runs the table like a tabletop and RPG Malaysia group for people creating games. Mm. So they have about twenty or thirty creators who you know are. I saw a registered society and they're trying to lobby the government for money to help oh. support the development of board games. Yeah. Mm. So there is a community of now board game creators since everybody's, you know, also playing board games. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Like, I mean, like thinking about the amount of technology we have, it, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's no but it's nice it, because it's a communal thing, right? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. a lot of the technologies always make you focus. I mean, it's just you and your screen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially when I take it to when I take games to my nephews and nieces' place, right? I think their parents really like that. The that bonding for la. once yeah. in the whole week <laughs> that their children are not looking at the screen. You know? <laughs> They're actually looking at people yeah. and doing something. And we have played with our aunties and uncles, so and it is fun. But yeah. you need to get a specific type of game, lah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I need a lot of patience teaching it. <laughs> <laughs> but now the market's big enough that you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, absolutely yeah. find something that will fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The question is how much you want to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is still a bit expensive. Yeah. Yeah. 100 bucks for a game, uh, people might be like, how, yeah. how often am I going to play it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Kids are uh, too connected now. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. Can you wait till they get, they get to teenage level and start playing board games? Or? <laughs> you and know, uh, the other day, uh, you know Rovit, right? Yeah. Um, he posted on our cousin's group, my mom's side. Mm, he's on Twitch now. 
So he <laughs> wow. plays Fortnite. He plays Fortnite <laughs> with his friends. And they record it and they post it on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and these random three bunting kids. <laughs> they Ravin, where are you Ravin? <laughs> 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 and he has like this amazing uh, like line when catch, he plays catchphrase he has his catchphrase um, okay guys it's time to sweat <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he's like what he's like 13 these 13 year old kids are recording and putting their content online yeah. hopefully one day they make money off of it <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully man, hopefully yeah, so I think, yeah, you're right. Board games and maybe like more physical oriented, like, you know, where we, you have to interact physically with people is good. Like. I mean, you would never imagine that board games would take off because the, the world is becoming more and more digital. Yeah, yeah. You expect everybody to be playing video games on their phones or whatever, but the board game market is huge. Yeah, I spent 3,000 ringgit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all... <laughs> um... What what was it about? I just can't say because my wife might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> the value is hidden but, somewhere. But isn't she isn't she a board game? She is, but she doesn't know how much I buy. That's why everybody is shocked with the prices. <laughs> I just like a sidebar story. I emceed for Carl's wedding, and so when I was preparing for uh, Carl's uh, wedding, I called both of them. Just to tell you the differences between guys and girls. Uh, mm. Generally, of course. <laughs> <clears throat> so I called. Karisha first. So I called Karisha then like, maybe you can tell me like how, you know, he 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 proposed, you know, how everything went. She spoke to me for one hour. Okay, she told me like, you know, Carl didn't want, he didn't want to commit at first. He, didn't, he was like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Then I didn't know what was going to happen. And then, you know, I had a feeling. And then, you know, he, he set everything up. It was really beautiful. And I was so shocked. I had heart palpitations. And after that, for one week, I had heart, heart palpitations. Like, he, she told me this whole There's a lot in there that you didn't need to know though. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but it gave me a nice context. So, you know, right. Yeah. So now, right after that, so one hour conversation, right after that, I called Kyle. Kyle, can you tell me about the engagement and how it It's okay. Like, I was on this day, um, I set it up and I proposed. Uh, it was a 10 minute conversation. <laughs> 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 guys, like, guys remember things very differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so funny to see the difference like, between, between the stories. Mm, do you all still play board games? Yeah, we do. Uh, actually, MCO was good. Mm. I mean, not good, but mm. good in the sense that we we I got to play a lot of my games that you were was on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I play my wife quite often. Uh, every week we play one game. Every Just week. the two of you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really sweet, though. <laughs> You can play two-player games. It's quite nice. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I just can't imagine just two of you like <laughs> sitting down and playing a board game together. Yeah, I mean, shouldn't nice. be different from like watching Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's really competitive, so uh. <laughs> so I let her win most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we just about time to wrap up. So I was thinking maybe since we have you here, uh, you're an expert in the field of uh, movies. Maybe you can give us uh, your recommendation. What should we be watching? Actually, one movie we didn't mention though that probably deserves a shout out is also Pascal. Pascal mm. also was pretty pretty good. I uh, don't think I'm, I watched. I was able to watch it. Can you watch it on Netflix? Mm. It's on Netflix. It was pretty good yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, but what what's your recommendation? Movies, uh? or series? Up to you. You can recommend. Anything. Can I recommend one of your art house movies? Oh yeah, you can do uh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe what's a good it. entry entry level? Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Okay, so so one of my favorite. I I don't know if it's art house, but it's it's an indie. It's a foreign film. Uh, it's called Goodbye Lenin. It's one of the ones oh, that I posted. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, so that's really interesting because. So oh, one uh, Jeremy gets super sensitive when we talk about Lenin, Stalin, oh, Trotsky. Okay, okay. Anybody <laughs> must be, must oh, I don't think I don't think what he, he means as sensitive. <laughs> okay. I studied the Russian Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you like this then? I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I will. yeah, yeah. So I, I was really into this whole simulated reality at, at one point. Okay. Uh, like the Matrix and all that. So this is a very grounded version of uh, simulating reality. So the the basics the premise is that so there's this guy uh, I don't remember his name but the guy who acted in he's quite a popular German actor uh, guy who acted in Rush as uh, mm. I can't sorry. I can't remember uh, so 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 he his mom his his mom is a, a, a socialist right so this is uh, before the 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 fall of the Berlin Wall mm. so his mom is a really strong socialist and he she goes like she goes out in the streets and like you know uh, protest and, and all that, and all that. yeah so she has a, a, a heart attack i think and she collapses and when she wakes up the berlin wall is gone mm. so east and the west have merged mm. and so the the son is told by the doctor that she cannot sustain any kind of surprises oh. <laughs> so the whole film is the son recreating east germany for her oh, oh. yeah oh that's a good premise <laughs> nice yeah very <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, i'll definitely check that out i will actually i do like do these recommendations i like i take it seriously like even samuel recommended a comic to me like i actually oh you it. looked it up yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> Um, okay, Jeremy, your recommendation? Uh, not really watching anything new. I watch Billions. <laughs> oh. Hey, first, Billions is good though. Yeah, first two episodes of Billions. It, yesterday night, it was really good. I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it gets... I watched the first and second and then it gets bad in my opinion. I didn't watch okay, after maybe that. Maybe I'll though. watch after... I mean, I'll stop at the season two or whatever. But it's solid. The Paul Giamatti, man. <laughs> yeah. A legend. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, other, the other main actor, I don't know what's his name, but he's uh, also pretty good. Yeah, he is the... Um, he acted in that super famous series. Uh, the guy with this, the 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 guy, the like double agent, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. His Homeland, name. Homeland, Homeland. Yeah, he acted in Homeland. Yeah, mm. that's how he became famous. Um, cool. Yeah, Billions is a good series. Um, I would recommend. I started uh, the Umbrella Academy uh, mm. oh. season two. You watched the first one? The first no, season? I didn't. Yeah. It was pretty good. I mean. I mean, if you're into like again, like if you're into that kind of like comic world, if you're into that like superhero and you're a bit tired of the it's a different story lah. Mm. So it's a bit more refreshing. Like if you like that content and you're a bit tired of the normal thing, mm. yeah, then this one does it in uh gives a different storyline and it's not too like in your face. Lah. No man, you should wait for the boys season two. The boys, yeah. Are you aware of the boys? No, Have you watched the boys? No. You should go back. You watch should watch it. the boys. If not, yeah, I, I don't the boys. The boys. Yeah. It's really good. The okay. voice. I'm really stronger. behind on like series lah. I, I mean, that's good lah, dude. You have you have a wife, uh, you have board games. We are lonely people that need to like self medicate. <laughs> this is a good thing, don't worry. But uh, maybe you and Karisha should check out the boys. The boys, yeah. Huh? yeah. So we are recommending the uh, goodbye Lenin, the boys, billions, and also the Umbrella Academy season two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great, great, great. Uh, thank you again so much for uh, coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jeremy, always a pleasure. And we are done. Sit, sit.